Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Baggies broadcast. It's season four, episode thirteen, I think. My name is Luke Hatfield. I'm joined, as ever, by the one, the only, uh, the man who was about twenty-four hours ago reporting on Slaven Bilic's baggies at the Etihad Stadium. No longer the case. Just 24 hours ago, mate. I like it. It's 8 o'clock at night, so exactly 24 hours ago, the Man City game was just kicking off. Um, you don't even know what episode this is. I don't know what episode this is. Um, we're starting a whole new episode. <laughs> we're starting a whole new... We're exhausted. I am exhausted. Um, I've got to be honest. I don't mean... At the end of the day, I'm a football writer, so I'm damn, damn lucky, but... The last 24 hours has been absolutely incredible. Um, I didn't get back from Manchester till 3am, um, uh, up at 7, 7.30. Oh, <laughs> the classic four and a half hour sleep. And I am, I'm, I'm a proper need eight hours, really I need nine hours a night kind of guy. Yeah. Um, which I haven't got for three years since my little girl came into the world. But, um, yeah, so four hours sleep, a lot of emotion if I'm being honest, I think everyone probably knows that, like... Uh, I, I do get emotional. Um, I'm quite like slavin, really. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, I mean, look, I'm obviously very blessed to do what I do, but it has been a, it has been incredibly eventful, hectic, emotional, busy 24 hours. It really has. I mean, it says it all. The fact that we're recording a podcast at five past eight, um, well outside of office hours. That's how hectic the. Um, the past day or so has been. I did get a message from the boss saying, obviously Luke Hatfield's got a hell of a lot of hours to make up, so crack on and do a podcast this evening. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> Even on her day like today, you're still willing to give me a little bit of a jab to the ribs about it's, that. It's funny because it could be true. <laughs> it's a believable lie. It's a believable it's a lie. <laughs> oh, um... Uh, let's just get straight into it, shall we? I know we've covered um, a lot of Slavin Bilic's departure in video. There's a video, uh, obviously, post-match last night, like normal, um, where we discussed it. Obviously, the reports were surfacing, and we did one again today um, before the appointment of Big Sam. Uh, but let's quickly talk. We'll cover Bilic leaving first and then move on to Big Sam. I think that's probably the way to do it. I mean, as I said, we've covered it a lot, but what are your thoughts on it now? I mean, it's been, what, eight hours since since the announcement? It feels really strange to me, you know. I don't know what you think. I had a bit of a... Obviously, like, I always I always work for tomorrow's paper. I've explained this before. So everything I write, you might, you might actually notice, actually, people who've read things today. Um, like, for example, in the Billich comment piece I did, just basically saying that we need to say thank you to him for the past... 18 months mm. I, I write things like Bilic left his job yesterday well he didn't he left it today but yeah. because I'm writing for tomorrow's paper I always write for the paper so um, and I was I was speaking to and then we've got a big obviously that comment piece is in tomorrow's paper is a big sort of spread on it and I was speaking to one of the sub-editors earlier and they were like should your comment piece be on Allardyce really um, like Bilic is yesterday's man now yeah. Um, do we need to like push this on? And it feels really strange to me because I'm, I, I, I'd love to know how people feel about it. Genuinely, I would. I, Albion, in the last couple of hours, have essentially appointed a former England manager yeah. um, and a manager who has got an absolutely outstanding record at keeping teams in the Premier League. And for me, the story is still that Billich has gone. 
Now, mm. I don't know if that's because I've got an emotional attachment to him and because I'm so fond of him or um, or what really, but I'm still I'm still a little bit shocked by events of the past 24 hours. I'm still shocked that Bilic is no longer the manager. Um, and I'm uh, and obviously Big Sam is and it's just it still feels incredibly bizarre to me um, that on Sunday we're going to see Sam Allardyce in the Albion dugout it almost seems a bit surreal at this moment in time it doesn't seem like it's actually happened I know what you mean and I think it comes from the fact that nowadays I mean and it does happen we've seen, we've seen it today a manager is sacked and often everything that day is just based on that and then they'll make an appointment the day after or the day after or if it's done in an international break, maybe a, maybe in a, a week's time, because of the speed of this, and because of I think uh, the, the fact that the timing of the sacking in terms of there's a lot of games coming up, it's festive schedule as always, and it's already a busy season in terms of time between games. Is that you can't really linger, if, uh, uh, and I can understand there's 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 some fans who are unhappy with the way that Albion have almost kind of cast. Bilic off so quickly, but I think I, I can understand. Although I don't, you, you don't always necessarily agree with it, but you can understand that they need to get things done quickly because there's games of football and stuff to worry about. But I think it's a fact that you you haven't had that like almost that ability to kind of decompress yet. You know where you you sleep on it and then you'd wake up the next morning and you go okay. Brush it like we're past that now. We've passed that bus stop. We're on to the next one. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think. Yeah, I think. I think. I think there's definitely. There's no doubt about it that. Um, that that they needed to. They need. They need to move quickly. Look, the Villa games around the corner. There's so many games this this period. There's absolutely no doubt about it. I think part of the announcement today is almost a bit of a PR spin. Um, from from Albion in the sense that, look, I, I don't really feel like we have to recap on what's happened over the last twenty four hours and, and what necessarily we think because I think everyone knows that by now. Um, but we have to say that obviously we first got it was first became abundantly clear Slaven Bilic was going to lose his job while he was holding his post match press conference at Manchester City. Mm. Um, we were, th- I mean, we were there basically basking in, in a draw and absolutely overjoyed and waiting for to speak to Slavin and then all of a sudden like multiple national news outlets are saying um, that um, he's lost his job now I think we need to talk about that first and foremost because that was atrocious it was absolutely atrocious we said it on I said it on the video that it, after everything Slavin has done for the club Slav, we know what Slavin's done promotion year ahead of schedule the biggest promotion in the club's history I've written about all these things today, serve other people. I'm sure everyone knows if they don't read the pieces, but I'm sure everyone knows. Um, but for the way, he, for the monumental job he has done at Albion, he, and he has done a mon- monumental job, he has, he has reconnected a fan base with the club they love. Mm. Um, he has done a, an incredible job. And what happened to him last night was atrocious. And to, the thought of him on that coach home while players and his staff and himself obviously were on their phones reading that he basically lost his job it it genuinely like breaks my heart because i just think he deserves so much better than that and it was it was that was awful what happened and i think that's 
that again the, the word emotional i'm using the word emotional but that is a very sort of emotional like moment really like you feel like that's so wrong the way he's been mm. treated but if you just park emotion for one side for just park it to the side for one moment and just think strategically and logically and i did say on this this on the video to you earlier this morning but and it's today but i will i think it's worth repeating i, I came in at 3 a.m well, my wife was I woke her up and she was like, I can't believe they've sacked them. And I said, they can only, or they, they have to get Sam Allardyce. Yeah. They have to get Sam Allardyce. Um, and this, I didn't have any clue at that stage that Sam Allardyce was going to be the next Albion manager. Um, and the reason why I believe they had to get Sam Allardyce is because if you are going to justify sacking Village, you have to go down the route of a firefighter, if you like, you have to you have to basically come to the conclusions, which I understand this is what the Albion hierarchy has come to the conclusion of, is that they believe that Albion are too easy to play against. They believe that they concede too many goals. Um, they believe they'd be in a worse position in the table if it wasn't for Sam Johnston. And they believe that the team hasn't really strived or achieved any consistency this year. So they believe that even while they achieved a point at Man City, they believe they probably would have lost um, against Villa on Sunday. Mm. Now, those are the reasons why he's been dismissed. Now, I've I've sort of I don't know if I've said it, but all along in the back of my mind, I thought if if you want to break with the path of Slavin Bilic, which is I would say a progressive manager, a manager who wants to play attractive football. Look, he hasn't been able to do it this season very often with what's happened. He's tr- he is just battling to stay in the division, but we know his style. We know how he wants to play. If you're gonna break from that type of manager and I'm not saying Sal Allardyce plays bad football long ball because that's a myth he doesn't he can, he's, his, his sides are very capable of playing good football but you have to get in a manager who knows how to stay in the division like mm-hmm. Sam Allardyce does and there's a few managers of that ilk um, Nigel Pearson maybe Mark Hughes um, Marco Silva almost came close to keeping Hull in the division um, but for me Sam Allardyce is a completely different calibre to those managers. Yeah. A completely different class of manager. Um, He is the outstanding candidate. If you are a team battling at the wrong end of the division, if you're going to keep a team in the Premier League, your number one choice is Sam Allardyce. Um, And while I was... that nothing that will take away from the sadness I feel about Billich leaving, but I said to my wife, they have to get Sam. The only way... You can you can justify this decision in in reason for putting emotion aside is with Sam Allardyce because Mark Hughes won't cut it, Nigel Pearson won't cut it, Marcus Silva won't cut it. It has to be Sam Allardyce, and they have got Sam Allardyce. Um, yeah. It's really hard to like. It's really hard to talk about the next chap after Billich leaving. It really is, um, but. I, but I have to like as 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 sad as I am to say it. I think it's an, it's a fantastic appointment. I think he, that, I think I really do. That's it. It's a, it's a fair point because, in like you said, a lot logically, and and um, I've already kind of expressed my thoughts on on the treatment of Slavin Bilic previously. You can it you can make an argument for the decision that Albion have made. The one thing which is is hard or harder to, to or hard to forgive is the way that things have, have happened and the way that things have transpired in the fact that 
you know, Bilic was essentially a dead man walking for that Man City game. And in a way, Albion were kind of, they they essentially said, the Man City game, it doesn't matter. I mean, they, you could argue that, I mean, even if he'd have won that game, there'd have still been massive question marks over and judging by the way things have happened. And it's just a shame that a man has, who has done so much for Albion in, the, in in getting them up early, you know, he had a two-year kind of window to get Albion up, and he managed it in one. And as you said, it was one of the, it was arguably the most important promotion that, that Albion have had, and just the way he kind of connected and, and, and reconnected fans with supporters. Because after after the whole Pardew um, incident, it was it was very much a, a distant connection that between between the Albion fans and and the club itself it was it was easy for fans to get to, to feel distanced and he kind of brought them fans back in and he showed them like this is a football that Albion can play this is a f- kind of football that you deserve to to see at the Hawthorns week in week out and it's just the way the way that it's happened I think is what's angered fans more than the actual decision itself yeah and thank you for bringing me back to that because I did mean to talk about that a minute ago you're absolutely right that it is and this is the thing um, when I was talking about that coach journey and and, and obviously Billich finding out about um, us finding out effectively while we were in a presser with Billich. Um, um, it was, I mean, it's an incredible, it's an incredible turn of events. It really is. Um, mm. Now, what we understand has happened. What I understand has happened is, as we as we can all obviously, ev- everyone knows how football works. But obviously, this decision has been made for way before yesterday. Mm. Maybe maybe Newcastle was the straw that broke the camel's back. Maybe it was before then. I honestly don't know. Um, but what we understand is that Albion have been basically approaching managers, um, out of work managers, from what I gather. Um, um, I, w- I mean, basically the names I've mentioned earlier um, from about a, a firefighter manager. We all know who the firefighter managers are. Yeah. And what we understand is that they approach those managers. They sort of had initial conversations with a lot of them and one of those managers was I think felt like he had the job or not had the job but I thought he thought oh like I've got a good shot at getting back into the game I've got a good chance of getting this job um he was then told that it wasn't going to be him um and obviously it was going to be Sam Allardyce and the agent of that manager has then briefed the press and that is where that story came from I, I said on our video last night that information should not have come out. Mm-hmm. Um, as as a, a, as part of me as a journalist, that wouldn't want it. I mean, that's my job to get stories, but it was it was wrong. It was it it, it was. I, mean, look, I don't blame anyone from running the story. That is their job. But it was wrong of that agent to brief the press. Um, and it puts. I tell you what, it puts whoever that was in a very awkward position because behind the scenes, Albion won't be happy about that, and they'll they'll be talking to other clubs and saying, "Look, this guy." I mean, he could, he's caused Albion no end of bother there. Yeah, and look, the truth is, Albion are absolutely devastated about that. Slavin is, just just because they've slacked Slavin Bilic doesn't mean they don't think he's a fantastic bloke. Um, and it doesn't mean they don't appreciate the job he has done over the past 18 months. Everyone knows he's an, he's an amazing bloke and everyone knows he's done an incredible job. And that was a disaster for them last night. It was an absolute disaster. I, I mean, I, I've got to be honest, I mean... I um, that was the one thing I wanted to know this morning. Um, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to know how it got out. Um, 
and obviously I've since found out. And the one thing I would say is, look, it's a disaster. It's everyone at Albion's heart sunk. For everyone on the board, everyone who's made this decision to slack Southern Village, their heart would have sunk when they saw that information come out last night. But the one thing you have to say is, why didn't they just tell the candidates a little bit later on? Yeah. From the moment Albion put that information out there, from the moment they told this specific manager he hadn't got the job, then it... Just tell him after Billich is after you've, you've yeah, sacked him. Yeah, that's the issue. Look, I think I, I've got to say, if we're being honest, I think Albion have been really unlucky. I, I don't, I don't massively think Albion would have had that conversation and expected the agents then pick up the phone and, and dial newspapers, dial radio stations. I really, really don't. I mean, Albion have been a bit sloppy, if we're being honest, but it's still, it's still quite an act for that agent to pick up the phone and brief the media about what is going to happen when you think that really it's nothing to do with him anymore his client has mm. not got the job he's nothing to do with with um Slavon Bilic so um the only thing I'd, I'd add to that is it similar thing happened when Darren Moore was axed if you remember because it was it was on a game night and the game was I mean I remember it vividly I was one of the few people left in the Hawthorns and then all of a sudden national radio broadcaster starts breaking that Darren was on the brink. Like, it's not the first time it's happened. It's, but it is completely different circumstances because True. Because you're at home, you're at the Hawthorns and immediately after that game Darren Moore was called in by the board and relieved of his duties. He, he knew. And then he got in his car and he drove home and then it, mm. and it broke. Whereas... Slavin was sacked this morning. He, I, I can can confirm this Wednesday morning. This morning, Slavin Bilic drove to Albion's training ground as Albion's manager. Yeah. When, when he got there, he was dismissed. Um, I mean, let's be honest. He he knew what was coming, um, but um, yeah, it's 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 so odd. And I don't know why it, it it like it bothers me so much. It's just that coach journey. Um, yeah. It's just that that coach journey really, really. That just really it does upset me. Um, Especially after such a performance, because the players really did show that they were playing for him as well. I think that's one of the biggest frustrations, isn't it? And that's and that's what I, look. I I am Billich in. Um, I have been all along. Um, is my is my judgment clouded slightly because I think he's such a, a fantastic bloke? Potentially it is. Um, potentially it is. As 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 I said, I do think Big Sam is a very very good appointment. But I am Billichy, and I do think he should have stayed. I do think he should have been given more games. And I've got absolutely no doubt. Well, we all know the players are playing for him. Anyone who watched that game last night knows that the players are playing for him. And look, I will insist that I will always insist that they have been incredibly, incredibly unlucky this season. VAR, for me, has shown it's not fit for purpose based on the decisions that is that is given against Albion this season. Mm. Last, the last three defeats, with the exception of Crystal Palace, when they played with 10 men for an hour, have been by one goal. Um, they're, they're getting closer. They get. I genuinely believe they're getting closer. And, and they are three points behind 16th place Brian. They're yeah. in. They're in the mix, and and personally, I think Brighton are all style and no substance. I, 
I'm not convinced that they're going to finish above that dotted line. I'm really not. So um, I just stuck with them. I think everyone knows I just stuck with them. Um, but obviously he's gone and and, uh, and we've Billich departed. There is probably no one better to give Albion a fighting chance of staying up than Sam Allardyce. Mm, I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate now, Joe. Go on. Would... would... Can you understand the decision in the respect of Bilic? Yeah, was was great, and in terms of his man management, by the looks of it, the way he connected with the fans and and this and that. But there have been, and I mean, last season you can't really say anything about him. He got Albion up, regardless of how they did it, they got up. But this season there have been a couple performances, a couple team selections a couple just little things where you start I think fans have started to question Bilic and I think is that something that the board will have looked at and said hmm something's not quite right here yeah no I can the truth is you can I think everyone can see why the board have done what they've done it's I think it's 10 wins in 10 league wins in 2020 and we're in and we're in December I mean the Mm. year is thankfully almost over um Ten wins is not good um, no. in 2020. It's, it's, it's one league win this season, one league win in the last 17 games. I think um, going back to last season, it is a, it is a dreadful record. It is a dreadful record, um, and it's a sackable record. It's a sackable record, isn't it? Let's yeah. be honest. It's a sackable record. Um, there's no doubt about it. It is a sackable record. Um, of course, you have to caveat everything with the, the, the hand he's been dealt. And he did achieve the most important promotion in the history. That was, that's not me saying that. That's Mark Jenkins saying it. And mm. Mark Jenkins, love him or loathe him, he knows about football finances. Yeah. Um, and he's saying it's the most important in promotion in the history. It's that and Gary Megson's promotion that Megson's basically changed the path of Albion's future and Billich's has done the same but the truth is as we sit here now we don't really understand just how important it was um, and I think look they spent £45 million £20 million initial budget now depending on who you speak to at Albion some people say he spent £20 million some people say he spent £45 million because um, £45 million is what eventually all the fees could add up to yeah um, but so forty-five million pounds, you have to say in a pandemic is quite a lot of money. Um, it's not, it's not, um, it's not a lowly amount. But the fact that he only had an initial twenty million can't have made it easy to get players in. The truth no. is, there's very few clubs that would have accepted the deal Huddersfield accepted for Carl and Grant. Yeah, negotiating those deals, it put with an initial twenty million pounds, it immediately puts them on the back foot. Um, so. If we have a, if we have like a, a, just a few minutes on why Bilic has gone, it's it's that record. It's that one win in seventeen league games. It's the ten wins in twenty twenty. It's the fact that they are conceding a lot of goals, and it's the fact that there are massive massive question marks over what he has done with that money. Mm. And and players live and die by their uh, managers. Sorry, live and die by their recruitment. And and. I think in many ways, like the Newcastle game is like the the prime example of how you can like make a case both ways. And like you, I, was, I was speaking, I was speaking to Matt Mayer, um, our Villa guy earlier, and 
I was like, so that goal after 20 seconds at Newcastle, it's two people's fault. It's Branislav Ivanovic's fault and it's Matt Phillips' fault. Yeah. Matt, Matt Phillips is in, in the wrong, completely wrong position and Ivanovic is an absolute shocker. And, and, and you can argue, my point to Matt was, what can Bilic do about that? Like, you can't imagine someone of Branislav Ivanovic's experience, know-how, success, achievements would put in such a pathetic challenge against Callum Wilson. And obviously Phillips has just gone to the wrong area. Um, and Matt Mayer said he signed Ivanovic and he played yeah. Phillips at left back. Um, and that's the truth. I mean, the Phillips one is Bilic's fault. And if, yeah. you, and if you're going to go back to signings and look Ivanovic I have to admit after a game or two I thought he was a fantastic signing now I mean there are question marks at least well yeah I mean I think it's gone beyond question marks I mean he, his legs have completely gone um, I, I think I, I think it tells you everything you need to know that at Man City last night Lee Peltier came on ahead of him yeah um, Ivanovic stayed on the bench so I mean I I don't know how it, I don't I don't know, massively know where Ivanovic's career goes from here to be honest about his Albion career, um, and yeah you look so look Ivanovic has been a poor signing, um, it just hasn't happened for Carl and Grant yet. I genuinely believe he will come good. Um, I mean the the signs yesterday I think were good for a striker in the fact that I mean he cuts in and he creates that chance so so well. It strikes me as someone who's almost, he snatches that chance because he's so desperate to score. I'd rather him get into a position to create those chances than not be getting on the end of things. Mm, i I got to be honest, I thought it was really poor yesterday. I mean, I, I, you have to say that in the context of everyone to a man put a real shift in. Yeah. And they did. And you can't do what Albion did at the Etihad without being, every player being immensely disciplined, immensely organised. and But, he, he held nothing up, mm. absolutely nothing. And there was one, there was one moment when he, he, he was out wide. It was very, very like, and he he miscontrolled the ball for it to go out for a throw into Man City. And the truth is, if he'd controlled it, there wouldn't there wasn't really a lot on anyway. But we were at the stage where we were just trying to tick down the clock. It was just yeah, push, just eke away some seconds. Just eke away, and he just, I mean, I felt at Man City, he couldn't he couldn't trap a bag of cement to be honest, and and. I, I mean, I got where I was sat in the stadium. Um, the save from that chance um, in, in early on, it looked amazing. And it, and oh, it was far too easy for him. I have to say, uh, it looked Edison did get down really, really well, very, very. But it was far too easy. He's got a score. He's got a score, and I've got absolutely no doubt. Colin Grant is a very, very good player and can score goals in the Premier League. But at the moment, he looks absolutely bereft of confidence, bereft mm. of it. Um, which, to be fair, probably comes from playing in the side where they're creating very little for him. Yeah. Um, but so look, they're the reasons. If we're being honest, Billich spent a lot of money. A lot of the budget went on Grady, who's struggled so far. Although I do think he was good at City. Um, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of the money went on Colin Grant, who's struggled. Um, Billich really, really wanted Ivanovic. Really wanted him and. He's he's been poor, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's it is, and it's 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 one which I think you can understand. Again, it's just the way that it's happened, which is probably the most um, frustrating thing. Moving on, of course, big sums come in. I mean, that happened very quickly. And initially, we 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 thought there was going to be an announcement today in terms of of Bilic's future. Maybe we were thinking tomorrow or or potentially Friday, but they've announced Big Sam. He's in. What are the details? Yeah, and I think like I was saying earlier, I think it is. I think it is a slight PR move to announce him today because there's no doubt about it. They could have announced him tomorrow. He's he's training, taking training tomorrow. He's meeting the press tomorrow um, for the first time. And but I think everyone. It will be like me in a sense that a lot of people, well, a lot of people will be like me in a sense that if you put the emotion to one side, and there's a lot of people who haven't got that strong emotional attachment to Bilic, that they can see it as a good appointment. And I think because of the way that Bilic was announced last night, all that that dreadful PR that befell on Albion, um, they needed to turn it round quite quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think by announcing Allardyce as soon as possible, the I mean, I haven't really looked on social media what people are saying, but I've got absolutely no doubt there'll be a lot of people saying this is a good appointment. This is the this is the man he can keep us up, and there'll be people who aren't happy about it. Of course, there will be in terms of like style of play and stuff like that. But there will be people looking at it and going, there is a logic to this appointment, um, which I think there absolutely is. Um, I don't think anyone can deny that really. Um, so yeah, what do we know at this moment in time? Not a lot. Um, he's meeting the press tomorrow, so that's Thursday at three thirty. Expect him. We'll obviously he'll be asked um, about who he plans to bring in as his assistants. Everyone's gone today from Albion, so all all Bilic's staff mm-hmm. um, have gone with him. So there's no there was no there's no one left um, essentially. So um, Allardyce will have free free reign to bring in whoever he wants and. That'll sort of emerge over probably tomorrow um, or the next couple of days at least. We'll have a good idea who's going to be in his backroom team. And but you'd imagine he wants Sammy Lee, um, who's sort of his long-term assistant, isn't he? Goes everywhere yeah. with him. Um, so I'd imagine he'll come in um, and then yeah, go from there. See see who else he see who else he wants. That's it. And his track record of of taking on teams in this position is very strong. I mean. He was even quoted. I mean, he, he appeared on 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 Quest uh, discussing, you know, um, champ, uh, the highlights from the EFL. But he was asked about whether he had, had itchy feet or not, and he he kind of opened up on on what would what would really reach out to him. And he said that it was it was important for him that he could have some success at a club. And success, he said, was was guiding a team out of trouble. And he said he'd only do it if he could see the team going in the right direction so obviously he's seen something in Albion and I think you know you can you can look at the performances of that Albion have had against against the likes of Spurs against the likes of United against the likes of Man City and those are the kind of performances that that someone like Big Sam will look at and go okay yeah I can work with this yeah it's interesting it's very very interesting that he wants the job to me Um, because I think he, he 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 wanted to get away from this, didn't he? He wanted to get away from this sort of the being the the man, the miracle man to keep teams up, the survival expert. Look, he kept Sunderland up, he kept Palace up. I think he kept Blackburn up off the top of my head. Mm. He, he got West Ham up and then kept them up. Um, look, let's be honest. Is there anyone better at keeping you in the Premier League than Sam Allardyce, or has there been over the last twenty years? The answer is no. 
Yeah, the, um, only, the only person who would arguably come close was Tony Pulis and Albion aren't going to revisit that one, are they? No, and I think everyone knows that that, that Sam Allardyce is a better manager than Tony Pulis. Look yeah. at what, look at what. I mean, obviously Pulis did a great job at Stoke, but look at what. I mean, you've got, you've got to be a good manager to, to, get, to get the England job. And regardless of what happened for him to lose that job, he's obviously got it in the first place. Exactly, and that doesn't, yeah. I actually went to Sam Allardyce's unveiling as England manager. Uh, did you? Um, and sat, I sat down with him in, with the rest of the written press and asked him a question. Um, and yeah, so, I mean... Do you reckon he'll remember that tomorrow? I'm sure he won't remember that, but it's not a good <laughs> omen, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But, yeah, but... Um, yeah, I think... Yeah, I can't remember the question. I can't remember what we're talking about now. What were we saying? Uh, you talk, we were talking about his track record and um, that you'd have seen something in Albion from the performances uh, yeah, of the show. Yeah, I'm a bit surprised that he does want that he did want the job to be honest because it's a, it's a bit of a risk for him, isn't it? I mean, I, in considering the position Albion are in and the money they've clearly got or not got, I personally think it is a risk in a sense that what I've just said in the, is that basically everyone's always said Allardyce will keep you up. He's he's got that reputation as a, well. If you if you, like that, he he will keep you up. You won't go. You you might not be happy. Like you might not win, but you'll be. He will. You will survive with him at the helm. Whereas he's gambling that away really um, mm. on Albion. And I'm, I mean, look, I'm sure he's been given a very decent contract. I'm sure he's been given a hefty bonus to keeping Albion up if he keeps Albion up. So. Maybe there's millions of reasons why he wanted the job, and maybe it's as simple as that. But it does surprise me a little bit because I think he felt he felt his time at that level of the Premier League had moved on after getting he had that sort of spell at Newcastle, didn't he? And he obviously did well at West Ham, and after getting the England job, and then he got the Everton job, which Everton's a massive job now, isn't it? Like, oh yeah, that's a, it's a I mean it's a big club, Everton. It's a big club. I mean Carlo Ancelotti is the the Everton manager now. I mean you got to think like three four years ago. When the Everton job came up, like everyone thought, like Sean Dyche was going to get it, didn't they? And um, mm. it was and it ended up being Marco Silva. Um, but with the greatest respect, Marco Silva and Sean Dyche are not not in the same league as Carlo Ancelotti, are they? I mean, I mean, Ancelotti's managed some some of the world's biggest clubs. So, like the Everton job to get that under their current owners, it's a big job. Um, um, and I think he did feel like he was deserving to be at, in the top half of the Premier League. So I, I genuinely am a bit surprised he was interested. Um, but I've got to say, I'm, 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 I'm relieved he is because... Um, Anyone else you'd be worried, wouldn't you? I, I would not want... I would not want Marco Silva, Mark Hughes, Nigel Pearson... Uh, can you think of anyone else along if that line? Eddie Howe? No, not after the money he spanked at Bournemouth. No thanks. That's it, because a lot. Of, I mean, his stock was at an all-time high maybe three, four years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, and, he, and I mean, there's no doubt about it. He spent an absolute fortune. Um, so, yeah, not for me. Um, the the one manager who I would be interested in um, would be Steven Gerrard. Really. Um, but again, would he leave Rangers? Would he have left Rangers now? I think he's he's at a point where his stock is rising, and if he gets if he wins some silverware, I think that's when he'll get that move. He'll because 
he won't want to be in Scotland forever. No disrespect to, to Scottish Premier League, but it's not where. It's a good it's a good place, especially if you're at Rangers or Celtic, to really make a name for yourself and then get it's a more of a stepping stone, isn't it? Yeah. And I know you're in Europa League and this and that, but it's not. I mean, it's it's the age old question, isn't it? If 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 Celtic and Rangers were in the were in the Premier League, how would they do? I know, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think they'd do very well. I think they get themselves out of League One. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not too close to disagreeing with you. Um, there's a. So, so the the, other, the only other thing that kind of surprised me about Big Sam taking was he's kind of said he's always wanted a good relationship with owners and. Mm, yeah. That is a really interesting quote for me because let's be honest, Grouch and Lai, in terms of a relationship with Slavin Bilic, I'd. I'm not too sure he, he had much of one. Is this a sign that Lai is prob- is maybe looking at this team now and saying, I mean, the position they're in, if I'm going to say he wants to sell, and we've kind of discussed this plenty of times before, this team really does need to be in the Premier League if he wants anything close to them and he paid. Is this a sign that he's, he could maybe be committing to supplying a bit more a bit more cash? Because you'd, you'd imagine that, that Big Sam would have been given some sort of assurances over, over spending in January. Yeah, it's a very, very again. Like you're absolutely right. Like that is the that is again that is a comment that it raises eyebrows. It really does. And look, mind uh, you know when I say I don't want this anyone else to turn this into a story and write the words. Yeah. I just want this to be podcast material. Um, but that's, this goes for the next like uh, this goes for what I'm about to say for the next couple of minutes. Anything to do with Albion's ownership, but it does make you question: Is something afoot? Almost. I mean. Um, my understanding is that Lai hasn't got the money to invest, and this is this is my big thing with Lai is all the, and I've mentioned on this podcast multiple times. Like I'm trying to look into him, I'm trying to dig to it, dig into him. I've got to be honest, that's gone out the window the last week or so. Um, yeah. But from the people I do speak to, like he, it's not he doesn't want to invest. It's that he genuinely can't. Mm. It's that he hasn't got the funds um, available to him. Hence the reason why. That there's the ongoing issue with that outstanding loan that he inherited. He simply cannot pay it back. Um, so I can't see any money coming forthcoming from Lai. Um, and yet, I mean, it's just connecting the dots and it might be putting two and two together and getting six. And that's why I don't want anyone writing a story on it and saying, making it more than what it is than, than basically me talking to you. Um but it does make you think, doesn't it? Like, what's he been told, Sam? Why is this job so appealing to him? What mm. does is there something potentially further down the line? Maybe whether that's a takeover, whether that's some investment, or maybe it maybe it is. Lai has stumbled on a pot of gold in China, and I don't know. He sold shares in another business, and he's got a big cash injection. I don't know. I, I don't know, but it does feel weird. It does feel weird because. I was told that basically the Amid Agassi sale, as much as that annoyed Bilic, um, and it obviously really did, that that would free up funds for what essentially was a, a top quality loan in January. Um, and you've got to remember it's the Euros, the Euros around the corner. Yeah, There's some good players out there who really want to play and they're not playing. Um, and I thought the Agassi, I thought that would be... Albion's biggest deal this January. I thought they'd get in a mega loan, if you like. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's odd. Maybe it may. I mean, I don't. I think anything would be too soon for January anyway. But 
Has Sam Allardyce been told that there's in potential further down the line for he signed an 18 month deal so does he believe if he keeps them up he'll get more cash next season I don't know it's very very interesting and it's it, it, and it's a question he'll be asked oh yeah 100% um, it's a question he'll be asked because well he needs asking it really it's, um, I mean it's a Sandow question isn't it yeah yeah <sighs> but what I would say is on Allardyce he is going to be a lot more savvy and more polished than Bilic is. So this is one reason why Bilic has sort of fallen foul of the Albion hierarchy is how honest he is um, and how we all know he wears his heart on his sleeve and he's made comments in... um, I don't think there's any harm in saying this, but there are people at Albion who... high up at Albion who believe that Let's say they spend, they've committed to spending 45 to £50 million pounds in the summer window. Now, there are people at Albion who believe, do you know what, that's a lot of money. In a, in, in yeah. a pandemic, when £25 million pounds or whatever it is has been taken off you for going up, you know the money, the prize money's gone down this year because yeah. there was some rebate that owed to television companies. And there are people at Albion that genuinely believe that's a lot of money, 45 to £50 million. Pounds. If you look at it like that, what what the outlay will be over time. They believe that's a lot of money. and But Slavin was adamant in press conferences, basically, that he hadn't been backed. Yeah. Um, and Slavin was never going to say thank you for delivering Carl and Grant or thank you for delivering Filip Kravinovic. Or, do you know what I mean? He, was, he felt he was getting the very least he deserved. Yeah. Um, whereas there were, pe- there were people at Albion who believe... He was actually backed a lot better than he uh, he appreciated. And Allardyce will be more savvy and will play the game, the politics better in press conferences. He will be more steady than Bilic was, who, who was a very open book. Um, and I think we all, all knew how Bilic was always feeling and what he genuinely thought on things. And it's why... I loved him and it's why people had that connection with him. Um, but as strange as it sounds, and I don't know what I don't know what a great employee Slavin Bilic is. Yeah. He'd be a I great can imagine, boss, yeah. But I don't think he'd be a great I don't think I don't think he's great if you're his boss. Yeah, I mean the standout one which I kinda think of is if I mean I mean um, there's remember when Albion lost to Huddersfield and he came out and he was saying we need to be ready for the playoffs. There is not a chance in hell Sam Allardyce was ever going to come out with that kind of quote. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, I've said it before on the podcast, haven't I, that he, the, emo, the the highs and lows of Slavin were incredible and it's because he's so high and low and so emotional. And I mean, honestly, I, with Cardiff away, when I saw him at Cardiff away, I was worried he was going to walk. I mean, he was so... He was... <laughs> distraught and I've never seen that never seen anything like it really until Huddersfield when um and it's an amazing it's amazing really just how crestfallen and how how it hits him and how he can't he just cannot play the game in those moments he cannot he has to be himself which I love I absolutely love that about him um but there's it's a, it's not you don't see that in managers very often hmm Almost um, honest to a fault, isn't he? Honest, yeah, I, I think, yeah, honest to a fault is probably perfect. 
way of saying that, yeah. Now, there are obviously um, some fans who are looking at this appointment and they're thinking, oh no, this is going to be um, football which isn't the best on the eye. What what do you make of those claims? Because ultimately, I mean, Big Sam has, has come in. He's, we've not seen, we've not seen his team, you know, yet. We've not seen the style of play he's going to do. But he has kind of discussed this before and said, look, defending is 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 always a key. If you don't concede, you can't lose a game. And do you do you, do you, there's some fans who kind of think that Albion have maybe sacrificed the footballing philosophy, the long-term footballing philosophy that they've kind of talked about under Slavin Bilic in an effort to just stay up. Do you kind of buy into that or do you understand it? I mean, I'd, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't really buy into that. I don't, I think, I think Sam Allardyce has been really harshly labelled. Um, uh, to me, his football is a hell of a lot better than, he's a different, again, different calibre to Tony Pulis. I don't think it's, I don't think it's Tony Pulis football at all. Um, he plays flair players. Um, I mean, look at the Bolton side. I mean, I know it was a long time ago. But there were some ballers in that team, and he's always had players like that. He always has his, his a couple of mavericks, I think, um, his, which is why I think Pereira will thrive under him. I think, I mean, I I, I don't think he plays bad football at all. I don't think he's. I don't. I really, I really don't. He's he is without doubt one of the most forward-thinking managers in Eng, in English football over the last twenty, thirty years. I mean, he's been right at the forefront of sports science and. Technology and and analysts and he was doing those things way before any any anyone else was. That um, he loves a set piece, doesn't he? And and he he likes a structured side. But look, the truth is, have, have we have Albion been great this season playing football? No. Um, the best performance this season was Man City last night, and it was a dogged, determined four five one dig in and. Um, Battle your way to a point. I mean, I loved every minute of it. I've got to be honest. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to be a Sam Allardyce cheerleader. Um, but for anyone who's like worried about the style of football, um, I would say let's judge him on the games. Yeah. Because I don't think it is that bad. I don't. I really, really, really don't think it is that bad. Um, but. My yeah, my worry is long term, and this is where I'm not sure if it's the right decision or not. Is that obviously Norwich have stuck with Daniel Fark, and I was always told that Billich was in it at Albion for the long haul. I know he only had a two year contract, but I think when he got the job, he was sold this dream of. I think Albion felt a bit lucky to have him really, and they were like, "You can." build something here over a long period of time and what we want you to do is to add to it gradually so you might need a left back a right back a central midfielder and a striker but in the next window we'll get you a striker and a left back and the next window you can get this and this and then you all we want is progression every six months just a slight bit of progression every six months and I think Bilic really bought into that idea and could Albion stay up with Bilic I genuinely believe they could could they go down with Bilic I, I, I really think they could I but if they go down, could they come back up with them? And I really believe they they could they would. And then mm. where would they be? Um, but there's some managers in football um, who I believe are very 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 hard to replace. And and Sam Allardyce is one of them for me. Mick McCarthy's another. 
Um, yeah. And another is Tony Pulis. You look at the managers who go in after those managers. Very few do well. Very, very mm. few. Um, whenever they leave, a disaster tends to follow. Um, and it's because they've got such a such a specific style of play, I suppose. But yeah, it's hard to drill a team out of of this kind of style of play that they kind of introduce, isn't it? And I'm not saying they all play exactly the same style of play. No, but no. it's very it's so structured to a point where it's very hard. You almost become institutionalized into that kind of style of play, don't you? It's hard to know. Like, it, yeah, I mean, we're looking way down into the future here, and obviously we haven't got a crystal ball. We don't know what would happen if Billich stayed. We don't know how Allardyce will get on, but I don't know. I, I, I like the idea of the progression every six months thing under Billich um, mm. or under a manager like that. Uh, um, whereas my fear would be, and it would be, I mean, it, if this happened, it'd be absolutely justified in their decision, but my fear would be they kept, Allardyce kept them up by the skin of their teeth. Next season finished 13th. He leaves, and then you, no one can fill the void, basically. Um, yeah. Which I think is very common with those managers. But we're getting. I mean, you could you could argue exactly the same thing happened to Albion when when Pulis was in charge. Yeah, yeah. Admittedly, they went backwards in his last season, but up until then, they kind of built and built, and then afterwards, it all kind of went went to pot. Yeah, and the truth is, not many managers stay very long at clubs now, anyway, do they? So. Um, is yeah, I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot to think about. <laughs> it's a lot to think about. There is. Um, okay, we're fifty minutes in. Yeah, let's um, do some questions. Let's get to questions. Yeah. Um, so there's plenty of plenty of fans who have just kind of messaged us, just saying thank you to Slav. Um, so it's, it's it's obviously great to see that, and it's such a shame that. Um, well, it's not. It's a weird one because you've got to look ahead, haven't you, to 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 the era of Big Sam, but. Obviously, there's an real emotional uh, connection there. Um, Craig Russell asks, if the choice was keeping Bilic and establishing a football identity with long-term rewards or sacking him, playing less attractive football and staying up for another season, which would you choose? So basically, short-term uh, and bag the cash or long-term with the risks, but bigger rewards. Well, that's exactly what we've just been talking about, isn't it, really? Mm. Um, and, I, I mean, I would go I would, I would, would go Bilic in. Yeah. I would. Um, but uh, but I don't own a football club. When I talk about 170 million pounds, the truth is I don't actually believe it is 170 million pounds. I know it is, but I don't because I've got no idea what it's like to have 170 million pounds. Yeah. Whereas when you actually own that football club, I always say footballers are human beings. They genuinely are. Like before I did this job, I didn't believe that. I didn't think they were human beings. Watching Harry Kane on Match of the Day to me is like watching a film of Superman. It was like yeah. that's how close they were to each other. Really, like it. I was never. But they are human beings, and it is 170 million pounds. It is real money, mm. um, and that gets lost in society and in the real world because you just can't almost comprehend that it's real. Um, but it is. So that's that's why owners make these decisions time and time and time again, isn't it? Because I'd want 170 million pounds. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Daniel Tudge, um, do you think this has been fair on Sam? Uh, the way it's been handled means fans will have a small amount of patience with the results just because of the way the club have dealt with this. Do you think he's under a little bit more pressure just because the fans are obviously very unhappy with the way that things have transpired? 
Well, I'm gonna, I'll turn that around if that's all right, and I'll ask you to answer that. And the reason why I want you to answer it is because my question is, I was to you, I, feel, I don't know if I'm too emotionally involved to be able to comment. I feel like this is weird. I feel like this is a weird sacking. Like, I've never known, and you tell me if I'm just being like, if you think it is more common than I'm making out, but from what I can tell, I don't know if it's 50-50 Bilic in, Bilic out, or whatever really, but there is so much positivity towards Slaven. There is so, when, when a team sacks a manager, it's normally after a dreadful run of results where the fans are screaming for him to go, where there's finally, there's relief when he does go, and when the new man comes in, it's Sam Allardyce's Barmy Army, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's all like a, the, the, man, the manager announcement is the wave of optimism. It's the, it's the new era, it's what can this man do, and it doesn't feel to, like to me it's there. Like I said, it's a weird one. Just like sorry, really like I said to you at one. the start, it feels it's, as I sit here today, the story is still, but it's just been sacked. It's not Allardyce has been appointed, and I don't know if that's right, but that's why I want to know what you think. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. For for me, it's 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 a weird mixture because I would like to know how the reaction would have been. If Billich's sacking came after Crystal Palace, or if it came after Newcastle, mm. and I mean we were all guilty of this, and it's it's easy to do it because they put in such a good performance against Man City, and Man City is such a big team; they've got all the quality that everyone was like, "Oh right, now Savan Billich has got to be the man." And it's it's it, it, you, it's easy to say that you're only as good as your last result and this and that, but it does play into things, and. For me, I can understand that, but if they'd have, if they'd have pulled the trigger after Palace or after Newcastle, I don't think you would have seen quite as much to the loving. You'd have seen a lot more of a, yeah, it was probably your time to go, but thanks for the memories, as opposed to this is a travesty. Thanks for the memories. But the one thing I will say is, just because you love the previous manager, that should have no effect on your th- on your thoughts and your wishes for the next one. And I think there is. For every fan who is disappointed with the way things have gone, with Bilic and uh, obviously gutted about his sacking, I think a lot of them, or a majority of them, would say, but I want Big Sam to do well. Although there are, of course, there's a, there's a minority who, obviously, he's from the local area and he seems to have, a, a, I mean, according to, to a lot of people on social media who are discussing whether he's a Wolves fan and this and that, I think there's, there's a, a few like that, but... Ultimately, it's his job to keep Albion up. He wouldn't have done it if he didn't think that he could do it. He wouldn't have taken the job if he didn't think he could do the job. Um, so it is a, it is a weird one, like you say. But I, do I think there's pressure on him right away? No, probably not. I think there's. I think when it gets to the maybe end of January, middle of February, and if they're if they're struggling, then yeah, maybe there's there's some pressure starting to build. But I I think Albion are a type of club who kind of they've shown their hand now. Like, this is. I mean, if you, if you're sacking Big Sam in two months' time, I'm not saying they will, and there's there's n- there's no talk, obviously no talk about, and we'll see what happens. But I think they've shown their hand, and it's kind of a big it's Big Sam or bust now. They've shown they really want to stay in the Premier League. They've shown yeah. how serious they are about staying in the Premier League. They've shown that it's Premier League all or nothing um, by pointing on a dice and. Yeah, I think the one thing that works against him is the fact that they've got Villa this weekend because it's a game which every fan, 
desperately wants to win. And it's 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 a hard game to give him for his opening game. And I don't know his record for opening games. I did see one stat saying he hadn't lost, but then I, I, I can't remember if he had lost opening games before. And it's 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 a tough game to open. I think you, you'd much preferred, you know, just like a, a middle of the pack team, one where there's not much, too, well, not too much riding on it in terms of, of rivalry. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Derby's a big, a tough start, and um, um. But I mean, it, he won't look at it like that. He'll look at it as, and this is a chance to make myself a hero straight away. Yeah. Um, which it is. Um, it's a massive opportunity. Um, a massive, massive. I mean, if they win it, yeah, oh, like God, you said, yeah, he's on a, riding the crest of a wave, isn't he? Yeah. No, no disrespect to Slaven Bilic, but all those fans who are wishing Slaven Bilic well, I think if they if they win that game on Sunday. Uh, they'll still be wishing him well, but not as vocally. No, and that's football, isn't it? And you're absolutely right. You make a valid, very valid point. If they'd sacked him after Newcastle, I don't think a lot of people would have complained. Um, the truth is, as we said in the video, Albion, everyone thought we were going to get spanked at Man City. Um, and they were obviously finalising the Allardyce contract in those days. Um, and I think if we had lost four or five nil at Man City, like Burnley did, then... Again, there wouldn't be the outcry there is. I mean, the, 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 I mean, they've learned a lot of lessons from this Albion, haven't they? Once you make mm. the decision, you pull the trigger. Um, this leading, like, yeah, it was was silly, but it's a very strange sacking for me. It really is. It's a really, really odd one. Um, but I've got to always remember that. Obviously, I do actually speak to him, so it is different for me. But it, it does feel very odd, very odd mm. for the for the fan base as a whole. I'm talking. Yeah, um, I think everyone really respects Slavin, likes him, wishes him well, and there's a, an awful lot of people who wish he was still manager, which I, I don't think that's very often the case when no. when managers leave. I really don't. Yeah, a lot of the time, unless it's where a manager's kind of been taken out of your hands for like the England job or something. Yeah, it's 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 very much of there's there's normally hashtags. Uh, with generic name here out yeah. <laughs> uh, afterwards um, so there's there's normally a little bit of happiness when it, when it tends to come around uh, Jack Ormrod uh, interesting question on this one uh, what do you think happens to players like Grady and Kravinovic they're clearly Bilic's players um, do you think bringing in another manager could affect them or do you think they'll be purely professional it's interesting which players do you think could benefit for being under Big Sam and which ones do you think could maybe uh, suffer a little bit. Um, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't like. I don't know on that. I think. Yeah, I don't think anyone knows, and I think anyone suggesting this player is going to do well under Big Sam and this player isn't going to do well under Big Sam is, is to be honest, I think that's an absolute nonsense. That, that, that we don't know how individuals are going to react to this announcement, and we don't know how they respond in training, and what Sam Allardyce will think about them, and how he fits, how they fit his system. So. The truth is, a new manager is a clean slate. It's a clean slate for absolutely everybody. Um, so in terms of, I think any one of them could do well, and I think any one of them could fall by the wayside, if you like, um, under a new manager. But I think it is interesting. The, the, the big worry, another worry for Sacking Village for me, is just how much his players do love him. Mm. And that's probably another rare thing. Like We know with like Pulis and stuff, a lot of the players had had enough. Um, the famous pre-season Pulis runs up hills uh, got pretty tiring pretty quick I think for some players um, 
and I think I don't want to. I'm not going to go into it because I don't know how much of this is common knowledge. And but I think the players were pretty relieved when Darren Moore went as well. Mm. Um, so, but I don't. But I've got no doubt that Albion's players were behind Billet, and there's there is a lot of them who simply would not be there if it wasn't for him. Carlin Grant probably wouldn't be there if it wasn't for him. Philip Kravinovic certainly wouldn't. Mateus Pereira wouldn't. Um, at the end of the day, they're footballers, and I'm starting to come around to their way of thinking in the sense that all footballers seem absolutely obsessed with the Premier League. They love yeah. the Premier League. You look at, like, you look at all the interviews. Like, you look, watch Sam Johnston be interviewed. Watch your highlight. Watch your, watch your highlight in your time at Albion. His answer there's two: winning promotion and making a Premier League debut. And you speak to loads of players like that. They absolutely buzz off being in the Premier League. And I'm starting to see it, but I've never, I still don't completely understand it. I don't quite know why they're so eager to be there ahead of being in the Championship or wherever. But And that's the bottom line with this, is that they are all going to want to stay in the Premier League. Um, they're all going to want to be Premier League players next season, whether Albin are in the Premier League or not. Um, and therefore, Pereira, Kravinovic, Grady, they're going to play. And give yeah, they're not going to. They're not going to. It'd be, it'd be biting your own nose off to spite your face to to not perform for a new manager because you're unhappy about the second of the previous one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but again, I can. The question's been the question's been asked, and I and I genuinely understand why the question's been asked, and I also have thought it myself. I was like, how will it impact them? How will Conor Gallagher? He's there because of Billich, yeah. really. Dowling yeah. has followed his career for years, but Billich was key to getting it over the line. You'd think Ivano, like Ivanovic is another. Ivanovic, one. yeah. I mean, Ivanovic has done. Um, there's quotes out there saying that basically he wanted to sign from Albion within two minutes of speaking to Billich. So, but but they are professional footballers. They are paid a hell of a lot of money and. The higher up you go in football, the more. I was told by. I was told by Russell Martin. Do you know who that is? Yeah. yeah. Former Norwich um, defender, like manager of MK Dons now. I was told by him once that the higher up you go in football, the worse the team spirit gets because everyone is playing for themselves. Yeah. Um, they do play for the team, obviously, and there is that team ethic, but. When you get to get to the very top, you have to have that individual element where you you're putting yourself first, if you like. Mm. Um, so I think, so I, I believe um, players will continue to perform to their best of their ability. But you do wonder, like you do wonder. Yeah, you just wonder, don't you? Like Kravinovic, Slavin's like loves him. Yeah, there's no way Kravinovic would be at Albion if it wasn't for Slavin Bilic. No way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you do wonder how that'll impact them. Mm. Uh, Jack Bradley, interested to hear both yours and Luke's personal highlights of Village's tenure. Not necessarily a certain game or result, but a fond memory. Um, for me, it was the fact that we found out, or you found out, that he basically tuned into every single one of our videos <laughs> and watched them all. He doesn't. Yeah, he didn't tune into every one. Um, but. Um... Yeah, he does watch our videos. Slavin does watch our videos. It is true. Um, 
which when I found that out made me think, oh God, uh, I have to be a bit more careful what I say. Um, but yeah, we found that, I found that out actually after um, the Blackburn game last season post-lockdown when it finished 1-1. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, just randomly in a podcast, not in a podcast, in a press conference, sorry, um, Slavin just answered but I don't, I don't think I asked him a, I, don't, I don't know if it was me who asked him a question or whoever it was but he just turned around and said I, I agree with what Joe said in his video <laughs> and I was like what? is this happening? Slavon Bilic it's just ridiculous um, yeah so yeah that was um, yeah that's a good highlight mate yeah I, I like that yeah yeah uh, lots of people wishing uh, Little Massey a happy birthday by the way I know that's lovely yeah I mean I feel awful today because yeah, I've not spent anywhere near as much time as I would like with him, but I know he won't remember because he's only one, but as I said to you at the start before we recorded, he deserves a bit of fuss because he's a lovely little boy. He's <laughs> such a good boy, honestly. It just, I, I mentioned it off air, like now every every birthday, you're just going to remember that it was a day where you had to work insane hours and there was a sacking and a hiring at West Brom. Um, we were just, we were in, um, last night when we were doing a video just before we recorded it, Joe Chapman from the Birmingham Mail was with me. We were just sat outside the Etihad. Everyone had gone. And we were just sat there, like, both on our laptops working. Like, no one near us. Everyone gone home. We were just sat there. And Joe goes to me. When we're, like, old, we'll look back on this as, like, we'll remember this night in our careers. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, we will. It's absolutely dreadful now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it is, it is something we'll look back on. We'll never forget it. That's true. Yeah, uh, here's one a slightly off topic. Uh, surely Sam Johnson must be in the England mix, says Paul Chapel. I mean, I don't know if I said this on the podcast last week or not, but I, 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 the way it's going, Slavin, uh, Sam Johnson's going to be a Premier League goalkeeper next season with or without Albion. Um, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, I mean, what's he got? The best XG for a goalkeeper? Do you know what? In terms of like keeping shots out, yeah, and expected saves, expected saves, yeah. Um, I mean, last night it was, you know what, it was a weird game because I, I mean, I've said before, I'm being honest. I generally thought Albion were, were going to get spanked. I thought, I thought it was going to be a hammering, um, and just like I thought they were going to get hammered by Tottenham, to be honest. And then that, they, they did well that day as well. And it's amazing they get your predictions wrong because I thought they'd win at Fulham and they were obviously dreadful. It's like you don't know where they, obviously don't, <laughs> yeah. don't know anything about it. But yeah, he's just I can't believe it. Like it wasn't until minute seventy five that I actually believed it could happen. They could get a result. Yeah. I thought up until that point it was always like they City will score. They will score. Um, and then oh my god, the two saves in stoppage time. I mean, I mean every, phenomenal saves, weren't they? I mean, they're unbelievable balls into the box by De Bruyne. I mean, just what a player. I mean, obviously everyone knows how good Kevin De Bruyne is, but I mean, effortless, really. Pinpoint carbon copy balls. And I mean, you, you can't believe one of them. You can't believe he kept them both out. Can't believe it. Um, he is playing out of his skin. Yeah, England's number one, um, mate. This right? I mean, I've discussed England goalkeepers before, but I think Jordan Pickford is um, is a questionable starting goalkeeper for me. And I mean, if it gets to, 
I mean, I don't know. I don't know the international setup at the moment, but if there's a friendly or here and there, you know, there's there's a game which doesn't, you know, maybe maybe you want to try and try and use some new players. Why not just give him a call up? Maybe see how he does. I mean, see how he reacts to it. You never know because sometimes players get a call up to the international squad and it lifts them up another level. I think genuinely, and this is a bit harsh on Sam, but. Because I, I mean, Pickford, Pickford played all right his last couple of games, hasn't he? But he's still making erratic mo. He's still having these real erratic moments. I mean, all of a sudden he start. He looks like he's going to get a red card every game. He does look like. I mean, at the moment, I've, I think Tom Pope. Is it Tom Pope? Nick Pope. Nick I Pope. always say Tom Pope. Did this on the last the, podcast. The Port Vale. The Port Vale. Last. Yeah, Port Vale. <laughs> um, I think everything Pope's done over the last couple of years, he deserves a shot at it. To be honest. Yeah. And but at the moment, I'd, Johnson could be number two. Pope, I'd have Pope one, Johnston two, Pickford three. Because Dean Anderson never plays, does he? No, that's it. Dean Anderson rarely plays. I think he needs a move, to be honest with you, unless De Gea is going to go anywhere. You've got McCarthy, who's doing well at Southampton as well, to be fair to him, but flies under the radar. Yeah, I think, I think. I mean, we talked about McCarthy last time, but I, I mean, I can't see how Johnston's not leapfrogged him now. Mm. Um, I mean, he, the, the bloke's winning points. There's no other way to say yeah. it. He is winning points, which is... What albums board believe as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, right, okay. Let's quickly look at the game coming up oh, because geez. we are an hour and okay. nine minutes in. Um, Aston Villa at home, like I said, what a game to come into. Uh, Villa, of course, coming off of a derby win of their own and they play um, tomorrow as we're recording. They play Burnley. There is a possibility they're coming up against a team who, if if they beat Burnley, obviously are in, in really really good form, and they they have been performing well. They're a different, they're a different kind of prospect this season as as to last. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I've got to be honest, mate. I, I had a thought, I haven't thought about it once, <laughs> um, with the exception of getting over the fact that it's going to be Allardyce in the dugout instead of Billich. I still can't picture it, and my head it just feels strange. But um, yeah. Um, I suppose the question is: Will Will Big Sam be able to get enough of his methods across to 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 have too much of an impact on the game? Because don't don't get me wrong, he'll be there, and the players will obviously want to stand up, and you'll you'll see you you know you get a manager bounce when most managers come in. But will he've had enough time on the training pitch to really install his methods? I suppose is the question. And my question was: Who was going to drive Jack Grealish to the game? That was my question. <laughs> um, sure he'll need he'll need a driver. I'm sure he's got options. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, we don't know, do we? Um, Look, managers have bounces, don't they? Um, Albion's players know they've, they've got to start from scratch and prove to him they're good enough to play um, at yeah. the end of the day. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be... I don't know. I mean, you, look, you're supposedly a Villa fan. We all know that's a joke. Um, oh. But Villa, to me, are... A Jack, not a Jekyll and Hyde team, cause I, uh, but they, they're... they're that they could win, they could win two now. They could get beat two now, couldn't they? That they're, they're, they're a bit hit and miss, really. Um, yeah, they're one of these teams this season. Who, I mean, ultimately, in terms of performances, they're putting good performances in most games. The only game that they've they've really put in a stinker was was Leeds, and they they got royally uh, spanked that day. Otherwise, they have put in good performances, so it'll be a real challenge for Albion. But at the same time. We've seen this Albion team can can put in some really good performances, and if they perform like they did against Man City. I mean, they got every chance. So, as 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 a Villa fan, are you happier that Bilic has been sacked? Would you rather who would you rather in the dugout on Saturday for on Sunday for Albion, Bilic or Allardyce? 
I'd much rather Slavin Bilic. And it's not it's not a shot against Bilic. It's more of a shot of when you look at the way Bilic's teams performed against the traditional top six clubs, they put in much, much better performances. And it's different at a derby. But I did feel that maybe he wasn't entirely sure of his best eleven in the Premier League. And defensively, you do just... You do just think the Big Sam side. It's harder. It's harder to beat that team, just because Big Sam's there. It's almost. It's almost like a mental thing as well. Teams will go to a Big Sam side and go. This is going to be a tough day. I'm not too sure. Slavin Bilic quite had that aura. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's perfectly possible. My. My. I mean, look, I'm keep coming back to Bilic and. I, I, I just wonder if Man City was the turning point. I mean, it obviously isn't, and he's obviously gone. And I've said a million times, everything's gone against Albion this season. They kept falling on the just on the wrong. Billich kept saying every week, fine margins, fine margins, and they kept falling the wrong side of those fine margins. And mm. then at City, they finally were on the right side of it. Against Sheffield United as well, has to be said, because Sheffield United could have easily won that game. They had a lot of chances, missed some absolute sitters. Sam Johnson again made some big saves. So. Two games really this season that 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 that's been I've been about a bit of luck, um, but we'll never know if that's a turning point now. So yeah, I, I mean, I'd be honest. I do probably think if I was a Villa fan, which apparently my little girl is now, ridiculous. Oh, brilliant um, choice! She's not going to get her back, don't worry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. I would be more, yeah, I'd be more nervous about it without Sam Allardyce, just because of the reaction he might get. So, yeah, yeah, interesting. I guess we'll see on Sunday. We'll see on Sunday, pal. We'll see right, on um, Sunday. You doing a watch along? We will see. Am I doing a watch song? God, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> that would not be fun, uh, right? Unless you got anything else to add, mate. No, no, have it. No, no, no. I'm good, mate. I'm tired. It's quarter past nine. Yeah. God knows we need some sleep. Um, oh, mate, tell me about it. I've not had any dinner. I'm, I'm, tell you what, me neither. I'm hungry. Yeah, troopers. <laughs> Absolute troopers. <laughs> um, right, okay, then that just does us. Uh, one hour, 40 minutes, or whatever it is. Um, as always, um, fingers crossed Albion can get uh, three points. Uh, it's a tough one for me to say that is Christ <laughs> is, is it though is it <laughs> it really is um, sound, I'm saying that for the sake of the audience it didn't sound tough I've got to be honest it did not it, sound tough it, I feel dirty saying it felt like um, there was a little switch in your head where you felt like you had to say that was hard to say it came out no. very easy and then it, you, I could almost feel you having to reel yourself back in bless you bless your little cuttings <laughs> Right, big game Sunday. Let's see how it goes. Uh, from me, from Joe Massey, get a fond farewell. Goodbye.